cliffcentral.com I wrote a letter to myself, bring the mail through Said you know the don't scare you Waving at the through the review Yeah, pockets got the notes like a deal do Bitch, please Look, 25, 25 Fuck around inside my idol when I'm 25 Put some slugs on my day one, call 25 And bitch, I got a rapper like December 25 and I ain't even 25. Hey, <laughs> hey, and I ain't even 25. That's Nasty C featuring Tillerman of his new album, Bad Hair, called 25. Thank you for tuning in to Unplugged and In Charge. You know what it is. Every single Thursday we're hanging out. We're doing our thing. Uh, it's myself in the building, uh, Vaughn the Poet with Weza, that guy, and Lesejo Mapanga. We got one man down today. He's actually at uh, TEDx, right? Yeah, TEDx Pretoria. Yeah, shout out to Simpiwe Petros. He's in... Uh, He's out in Pretoria doing his thing. Uh, he's, he's speaking. He's speaking at a at a major event. So he's representing us over there in the unplugged and in charge lifestyle. Uh, we really we're really proud of him. Shout out to you, bro. We're gonna hold it down in your absence. But we have got a really cool show lined up for you guys today. We have got some interesting topics to talk about. Some interesting guests. Uh, you know, I, I I know like us three on our own are pretty interesting, right, Wiza? <laughs> Already. And then we're gonna hit you in the we're gonna hit you in the side of the head with the guests that are gonna come through, which is gonna be dope. And we're gonna have some cool conversations about um. Just us young people and how we and how we uh, and how we got to get things done, man. Yeah, so I mean, one thing that uh, we actually going to be zooming into today is um, finishing off on a really powerful note. I mean, 2016 has been absolutely fantastic, but you need to just you know finish it off on a really great note. And uh, with that, we're actually also going to be zooming into a couple of things. Now, one of my favorite uh, shows on on um, on in terms of series. I was about to say my, one of my favorite shows on Netflix, but I realized that not everyone will relate. You know, but let me just say, let me just say, relax, relax. So let me just say, one of my favorite shows on TV, but they know the difference. Uh, (laughs) They got a TV, we got a TV, but they know the difference. (laughs) So, so one of my favorite shows on TV uh, is Suits. And uh, I mean, one of the really cool things on Suits is how you see Mike Ross um, being unqualified and going to the top of the food chain in a way. You know, he climbs up the corporate ladder. And, you know, dodges a couple of bullets along the way, but he makes it. And we'll actually have someone a little bit later on in the show who's done exactly the same. He's a top, top, top executive of one of the big brands, big companies in South Africa. In fact, in the, it's all actually a company that's super big worldwide, really. And, uh, you know, in a short little while, maybe around half past, we'll actually get to find out exactly how he got there what are some of his challenges and um you know does do people still want to find out if he's you know like what happened with you know with where with does Michael it go Ross? yeah yeah is i mean fraud? i think it's a, i think it's an interesting <laughs> i think it's an interesting topic i mean especially uh, amongst us young people because i feel like us young people do things differently right yeah. we approach like we approach a whole lot of things differently these days so it's yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. it's kind of like this guy's done it and uh, let's see how he's figured it out or how he yeah, continues I mean, to figure it out. fees have not fallen. So maybe we should just go straight to the workplace <laughs> and be like, yo, guys, listen, whatever I, I still have to learn, I can learn it, man. Like, come on. And, you yeah. know, just, just to add on to that, so I was looking at, um, I was reading the, the, the Financial Times and um, EY internationally have actually dropped university qualifications oh, yeah? as part of the minimum requirements to work at EY. Oh, that was, before that was just a rumor. So it's yeah. official now. No, it's official. They literally dropped wow. it. Um, and, and it, it, it begs the question that if you can do the job mm. really what substance does the qualification hold yeah if you can do the job because you can have the qualification and not do the job 
Yeah. Not to say because yeah. you study medicine. And, I mean, EY is it's um, Ernest and Young, right? Ernest Young, yeah. So it's a pretty big company. It's a it's a huge company. Probably our top five consulting companies in the world. And they dropped Varsity, so they said you don't need Varsity to get in. Yeah, because I think it's getting a little bit awkward now because um, if I can do the job and I don't have the qualification, but Vaughn has the qualification, but he's really rubbish at the job. Even you, as a business, doesn't make business sense for me to hire Vaughn who can't do the job. Um, simply because he has the piece of paper But who do we pay more? And who do we pay less? If we're really being honest and fair We'd probably pay the guy that can do the job more So if I can do the job better And I have no qualification But Vaughn has a qualification but he does the job worse I mm. should be getting paid more But I mean we know we don't live in a utopia You know, we, The guy with the qualification probably gets paid the most I You never know Well it, maybe it's the guy that brings in the money that gets paid the most I, Yeah so it will differ from company to company For sure yeah, it's, it's crazy, but I mean, don't like. Aren't there so many graduates though? Like every single year, you there's get like many. you get like yeah, yeah. There's like an influx of like let's say accountants, uh, influx of doctors and whatever yeah, the case yeah, may yeah. be, all graduating, right? All getting their degrees and all qualifying for working positions. So I don't know, man. Don't you think that there has to be elements of you and about you that separate you from the masses of the educated now? I think it it has to do more with the quality rather than you know the qualification. For instance, I mean, this morning I was shooting a, an ad for Parmalat, like a TV ad that's going to come out pretty soon, and I was there with you know pretty established. TV actors, you know, like mm. people have, you know, grown up watching on TV and stuff. But I was actually having a chat. Okay, first of all, I I didn't go to after. I never had any formal acting training. But here I am. I beat a couple of guys who are pretty big, and they they picked me. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But what I was getting to is, um, I I. Tattoo. I had a chat with one of the co-stars as well, and yeah. she was also saying she studied advertising. She didn't actually do anything in acting, but it's just always been okay. Well, in her defense, she did some you know drama in high school and stuff, but that's all she did. Sure. But now she's here doing a professional thing. You could say I did accounting in high school. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So how are these guys getting in? And you you might just think maybe it's just in the arts. Well, I mean. You, you're gonna find out in a short little while, um, that, you know, this type of thing can actually stretch into the corporate space as well. Yeah. And in fact, um, there's so many people that actually, um, will probably now go in with this Ernest and Young thing. And what Ernest and Young probably saw is that, you know what, it's really the quality that counts. So we're speaking to Mabale now before the show. And, um, can you guys guess what Mabale's qualification is? Journalism? No. What is it? Oh, biochemical engineering or something. No, so she, she studied BSc in biology. Yeah, biology. Wow. And she was doing, yeah. halfway through her honors, doing some hectic thing with yeah. like medical biology. Yeah. yeah. And to think that. She went all the way to honors. She went all the way, she went halfway to honors. And then wow. she went into radio, right? Yeah. But I mean, ever since then, she's been on radio. So what she studied for, she's actually never practiced in real life. She's never gone to a research company or a biology company to actually yeah. do what she studied for. Jeez. And that's another thing that a lot of people. Work or do jobs that they never really studied for. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And it begs the question to say that, um, when you're 17, 18, is that really the right age to know what you want to do with the rest of your life? I don't yeah. think so. I think you're a little too young. I think things change. I think between the ages of 18 and 25, you change fundamentally. Mm. Between 25 yeah. and 30, you change fundamentally. So that doesn't make sense. And then on top of that, now there's the issue with MBA. 
So apparently NBA is not what it used to be because, like Vaughn said, too many people have it. Yeah. I mean, when, I go to work and every single, every second person has an NBA. And mm. it, it doesn't change. I mean, it, it, it just gives you a, a, a stamp, but you need to be the one that, that is, you know, different in your quality of, of the work that you produce. So yeah. it doesn't help you have an NBA, but you don't contribute to the board. And the guy yeah. who's got only, you know, his matric, he's also sitting in the board, but he mm. brings in the major monies, you know, then it becomes a whole new different thing. Yeah, absolutely, man. If you guys have just joined us, we are talking about we're talking about the the you know this um this this idea in the in the world that you need to have a degree to be successful. The degree puts you in a certain place. We're talking about an influx of, of graduates. We're talking about new ways of getting into into executive positions. Especially because fees have not fallen. E- exactly, right? So we're trying to think of innovative ways as young people to to keep on progressing in How this. How do we still somewhat get that money? <laughs> in the somewhat in the somewhat corporate ladder. So if you guys want to join us on Twitter, you can uh, you can join in the conversation and give your feedback on hashtag uh, unplugged radio show yeah we uh, we're going to be interacting with you guys there if you guys have any uh, you know any an opinion any opinions on the topic of um you know that we're using the theory of like how micros uh, you know sort of got ahead in in suits i don't know if that's something that anyone out there has done and if so you know share your story with us and share your story with us about the one that went wrong too because i guess yeah. there's that yeah. i guess there's that side of the story as well you know what i'm saying yeah but I right mean, yeah. Oh, sorry. So I was gonna say right now, um, another person's gonna tell us a story is, 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 is a girl that I know from Standard Bank. Yeah. Yep. She, she did, uh, accounting, currently studying to become a CA, you know. Let her tell us, yeah. Let her tell yeah, us let the truth. Tell so us the, co- the good things. Her first name is Shandu. Her second name is Very Buck. So she'll introduce herself. Yeah. Uh, but a very smart girl. And we'll let her tell her, her story. And really let us yeah. know exactly what is the value of yeah. certain qualifications. Mm. And do some qualifications still matter? So if you think about it, Vaughn, though, and then Weza, I think to yeah. be a surgeon, I would like you to have a surgical doctor's degree. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would like you to have that. But, and if you're my lawyer and I'm in trouble, I would surely hope that you have a law degree. But um, when it comes to everything else, and I mean, I'm an engineer, and all the engineers I know are yeah. utter rubbish. Uh, I'm pretty much escaped. Name drop. <laughs> <laughs> Name drop. Uh, no, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's keep guys there because they still need to pay back NASFA. So, ah. no name drop. We keep them there so we keep the job. Ah. But, um, like I said, where's introduced the guest? Yeah. So, hello. How are you doing? Hi. How are you? Oh, we fantastic. We fantastic. So, I mean, Lasejo just wants to brag so much about you, but we said, you know what? Let the lady introduce herself. It's a bad, so, bad. Oh, really? <laughs> so, please tell us sure. about yourself, Shandu. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Shandu Ganinaparabote. I graduated last year from UCT. Yeah. I did a business science in finance and accounting. Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing my CA articles at Standard Bank. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man, alright, you just stacking them up, stacking them up. I need to, you need to get my paper right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you can get the other papers right as well. Oh, true, but, true. but do you really think that it is, it is, um, you know, worth worthwhile getting the paper right when you start to see people who kind of make it without the papers? I think it's more of an appetite thing. Your risk yeah. appetite as a person. Yeah. So those who go on their own without the papers, they sort of have the appetite, the risk appetite, if I can put it that way, to go through those challenges, to deal with the brunt of being an entrepreneur. People like myself, on the other hand, Yes, we may have an entrepreneurial side to us, but we're more risk averse. And we, or from, let me see from my own perspective, I just think there's more of an opportunity for me to be an entrepreneur within corporate and to actually make a change there. Because that's where I think there's lots of room and lots of work to be done for young people and women. I know. Yeah. I always hear that. Um, 
Um, you know, you get to the workplace and people say, you know what, you're going to only use 10% of what you learned at Varsity here. You can forget about <laughs> everything you've learned. Uh, it's a new ball game. Those things that you learned in Varsity don't apply. Are you feeling that they, it, 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 that this is proving to be true as you're at, you know, Standard Bank right now? Yeah, that's really true. Like your qualification is just a ticket into the door. Yeah. And afterwards, it really just depends on how well you can just adjust what you've learned yeah. and adapt to your environment. Mm. So if you can pick things up quickly and go with the flow, then you'll do well. But mm. if you think your education is what's going to get you to the top, then you'll do you think? Do you think as a woman, uh, it demands you to have a higher education? I don't think so. I just think you need to be able to play the game. Mm. And that is not based on your intelligence If you can speak to the right people And when you do have the right conversations You're well on your way to doing But don't you think that's intelligence? It's not necessarily academic intelligence Yeah, so it's not um, academic But intelligence and academics can live separately? I think so yeah. You can be very book smart mm. But in the workplace you're really just a worker yeah, yeah. Or you can be average in academics but in the workplace, you really know how to network, how to use your skills as a person yeah. to get you to where you need to be. And those are the people that actually are execs at the top. Yes, they have good technical skills, but that's not what got them there because anyone can get technical skills. I was about to say, like the technical part of any job uh, is something that people can learn. Yeah. But the execution of it and the style you do it in and the way you interact with people around you, your ideas, I think, are something that can uniquely belong to somebody. And that's when you're able to harness that, you can, you know, project or sort of propel yourself mm, into a new space. Mm, mm. Yeah. You know what I want to ask the question, Shandu? And thanks for coming, by the way. Um, I want to know, because you're studying a very technical degree, right? Mm-hmm. On, a, on, a, on a scale of zero to 10, zero to 100 percent. Um, since I'm making it to the top, what percentage would you say is the qualification? Probably 30% mm. at most. Now, if it is only 30%, why are you getting PhDs? And why are people doing masters? Why are you completing your CEA if it only counts 30%? Because that really just secures your salary. It creates a benchmark for how much people are willing to pay you and... That's really why we get these qualifications. Other than that, it really doesn't make you any different to someone else who just did accounting but didn't do the CA route. So you're saying these qualifications are really just a safety net? It's a safety net. It's, it's a minimum requirement. It's a yeah, minimum like, requirement. requirement yeah. Just make sure I get my however many thousands a month. Mm. There on afterwards, it really is just dependent on you as a person. So tell me, uh, Shandu, with you yourself, do you see yourself in corporate your whole life? Or are you going to eventually do take the entrepreneurial route? I'll tell you now while I ask that question. I definitely see myself in corporate my mm-hmm. whole life just because I know what kind of role I want to play in corporate. And for me to be able to create those changes in corporate to break barriers specifically for women, I think that it's important that I stay and I do mm. what needs to be done there. And, you know, whoever wants to be an entrepreneur, good for them. But I think there's a very big gap of young people who are willing to go through those struggles yeah. in corporate to break those barriers. So I like that you said that because I think in South Africa, we we like thinking in waves. Mm. So there was a time when there was a whole CA engineering wave yeah. and everybody studied that. And then there came a point with an entrepreneurship wave and everybody's <laughs> writing that. And I'm like, no, guys, you know what? Just do what you know that you're good at. Yeah. So I keep telling a lot of people, I'm like, you know, um, what do you want to become? A lot of people say entrepreneur. And I'm like, why? Because I want to make a lot of money. <laughs> and I said, but if you just become an executive in a bank, you'll make more money than majority of the population. I mean, yeah. if the CEO of Standard Bank is the top 100 richest guys in the country, 
and is a CEO of a bank. He doesn't own anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the question is, why do you want to be an entrepreneur? I think people get this wrong because you can make so much money being in corporate and people don't realize that. But you want to be in corporate, right? You want to be there so you can break barriers for women, etc. Yes. My question now is, do you think barriers are being broken now? Why is it that we need to wait for the Shandus to break those barriers? Whereas they are our older brothers, our older siblings, our older whatever, the baby boomers. Why are they not doing it now? You know, I think they, to some extent, were tokens when they were promoted and they are where they are. Because they actually, no, <laughs> hold on. Wow. But, but because they do form a very small percentage of the senior leadership that we see in banks. Yeah. Or see in any corporate really So I think now that we have at least them there They can be the pull factor And us at the bottom can be the push factor But you can't just expect one generation to do the job for us 100% Yeah Wow, do you think enough is being done by them though now? No, definitely don't <laughs> You think we should hold them accountable? I think we should And I think they should hold themselves accountable And you find that they get there they're comfortable where they are, they get treated well, but then they just forget or they just don't do what they had planned to do. I and think corporate makes you comfortable. Yeah, way yeah. too comfortable. Yeah. I, I think I think being in a corporate space makes you so comfortable that you forget about the purpose of it because the money is comfortable, the lifestyle's comfortable, the prestige is comfortable, yeah. you wear this you wear your suits, you mm. look good, you appear mm. good, people mm. shake your hand. But it just comes across sometimes it comes across like the structures and the way it's set up. Is that it limits the human potential Because you know How can you call yourself bosses When you got so many bosses <laughs> <laughs> You feel me <laughs> Now, now wh- Why do you think you will be any different then Why will you not be comfortable After some time Because it's something you need to commit to So for me I'm not committing to a salary Or a title I'm committing to making change for people of my kind And if that means that Yes I want to take a few hits And getting promotions In certain areas mm. At certain times Then those are sacrifices You need to be able to make But you need to make sure That at least You have the right backing From everyone Who's doing it with you Or everyone who at least Wants to see you succeed And right now I'm just working on Building that backing mm. If all else fails It fails But I know that I'm trying To do my part because you know what happens uh, when you are together uh, as the lowly ones in the company. You're like, yeah, no, they don't do us right. Yeah, no, no, this is not right. Yeah. Guys, and then everyone <laughs> is like, yeah. And then you're like, yeah, I'm going to tell them, you know. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, you must tell them. You must tell them. And then when that thing, when that moment comes and the bosses are here now and they're saying, what's, what's up? What do you want to say? And then you say something and then they're like, you and which army? And then when you look back. Everyone is just like, Joe, I'm, I'm just uh, yeah. doing my work now. I was never involved. Because sometimes, <laughs> because um, it, it is, to an extent, it is also because um, if you're trying to look at the black person's challenge in the corporate workspace, they yeah. it, it, it su- subconsciously it is a thing of, wow, we we just grateful we're here. Like we, there was a time we were not allowed to be here. Yeah. So we're we grateful that we get an opportunity to be here. <laughs> you know, and now... To lose my job because I'm trying to be a revolutionary. I my I still got parent, kids to feed and whatever. So with some people, they they see the the problems, they they see the challenges, but they don't want to be the ones taking the bullets for you know for 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 things that are not going right. Uh, uh, and uh, especially when it comes to people trying to be you know the ones that are doing the uprisings and so on. Yeah. I think, look, there's a different way of doing it in corporate. Mm. And it's just how you do it 
which will determine whether or not you're successful at it. So first thing, you must make sure that you as an individual, before you go in full force, you must have substance to you. The bank must still have, or the place where you work, they must still have a need for you professionally. Then once you've at least asserted yourself in that space, then you can say, look, guys, culturally, there are issues that need to change in this bank. And if you have that good balance, the bank will always have a need or where you work will always have a need for you. And if you just tackle or go in with the right angle, yeah. you'll definitely get some kind of response. But okay, here's, here's something. Here's something interesting. Now, currently, yeah. two companies that are top companies in South Africa have, C- have two CEOs. Um, Sossel yes. and Standard Bank. Yes. I don't know about other companies, but these two I know for sure. Mm. And the banter, um, <laughs> along, along, you know, the, uh, by the, 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 you know, the water cooler is that, um, you know, we were supposed to get a new CEO. I'll tell you what happens at the other company, maybe not yours, so that you don't feel like, you know, it's too close to home. So the banter is we had someone super qualified. He has been working here for Years, He's been sitting on the board and chaired mm. the board for many years. He knows exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. But because he's black, we need to have a second CEO, like, for the first time ever. Now we need two CEOs because a black guy, we can't trust him. Now, now he's going to do revolutionary things here with our money. I don't know. Why, why <laughs> do you think that happens? Why? Um, you, so, f- why, why, first of all, why do you think that happens? Secondly, do you not think that even you with your, I want to climb the corporate ladder, get to a place where I, I have power and then make change. And then they'll bully you and say, you know what? You're not going to be there alone. We'll put Vaughn next to you because mm. we need a white interest in this thing as well. Just in case you want to promote your people. <laughs> mm, I think, I think that is, I think that is a, a real question. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a really important so, thing. So so tell us, Shandu. Um look, that is it's it's a very hard um What do you think about the 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 the, the double personally, dual I, CEO I, thing? I don't like the idea yeah. of dual CEOs. Yeah. I really have not seen the need for it. You have companies Now such you're as, paying two people yeah, I, big money. Both of them, by the way. For a job that one it's, person it's, can I don't do. think it's about every, the money, every other year one person has been doing this thing for decades. And now for the first time when it's a black person We have two No, let's have two But we're paying so much money I thought we were trying to save money No, no, no Let's have two Why? No, no, no Shut up We're having two (laughs) (laughs) Look, I felt the same way Fees have not fallen We have two CEOs (laughs) Okay, Shandu Millions These guys get paid millions, guys A lot of money each Yeah Look, I've never been a fan of the dual CEO structure in any instance. Mm. And you have companies such as First Strand, run by a black exec, a black yeah. man, and he, the company it's has brilliant. not fallen to the ground. It has not yeah. burnt. It's thrived, actually. And it's actually. doing very well, actually. Yeah. Mm. And I think it's maybe at the fault of these companies that they've done what they've done. And they Do they think it's going to be corrupt now? I don't think... I think for them, image-wise, to the internal structures in those companies doesn't sing well, doesn't sit well. Mm. You know, you start to question people's ability based on the color of their skin. Mm. And I think it sets the wrong precedent, personally. That is my opinion. And I think really they need to review how they need to review these structures. And yes, shareholders may feel X, Y, Z about the CEO being appointed. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if the share price doesn't fall because the bank actually will not fall, that man is not running it by himself. There's a whole company behind him. The fact that they've, they 
sort of put that structure in. They just were saying to us as a company as a whole that they mm. don't trust us to mm. be led by one person of color. That's what it felt like to me. Mm. Maybe there were other reasons that they did have this for the structure. first time, 2016. But Why I, now? Look, maybe there are other reasons that they did it, mm. and until those are clearly communicated to us, we won't really understand it. But what it looks like at face value is that they're questioning the capabilities of yeah. Kala. Uh, one of one of Hitler's um, famous quotes is. Um, Give emotion to the, um, give emotion to the to every to the masses, and reason only to the few. <laughs> so, mm. we, you know it it, and that's quite crazy. But that's how you rule yeah. a mass of people. But I do think I do think I'm gonna throw Spanish in the works. I think that uh, I don't really give a shit about structure and stuff like that. I think that's a lot of crap. But I think uh, you know having two collectives or three four people. I don't really. I don't really know the number exactly, but I think it's I think it can be quite useful and quite um quite a powerful tool if uh people from different races, different backgrounds do run a company you know of the, of a magnitude such as like a standard bank or f n b or whatever just because of perspective i think like I think like if it's a mutually understood relationship and one which is not uh put in place to um to do exactly what we're speaking about now, mm. to 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 come across like, oh no, we we're just making sure the yeah. black guy just doesn't make mistakes or whatever. Like if it's an actual progression to that point, I don't see it being a bad thing. I think the more smart, dedicated people to at this towards the same goal they are in a in a in a leadership position, I think mm. the better the conversations and the better the results. I, I I kind of feel like I kind of feel like we can't completely disregard the idea of a dual or multi whatever um you know structured leadership or management system i don't think uh, i don't think it can be completely bad i think the intentions can be bad and if the intentions are good then i don't see it being a wrong thing on a point you know? of order I- on a point <laughs> of order uh, i would like to just interject <laughs> first of all that abbre- abbreviation is set is called ceo not CEOs. <laughs> it's one. Yeah. Singular. Secondly, no, before we, before, uh, that was like the, the small part of it. The major part of it that I feel is for many years, hundreds of years, all these companies have been run by one CEO. And for the first time, there's a dual CEO. Now, if we saw a dual CEO in a white case as well, where it's like two white guys, they're both CEO. Okay, cool, shop. But when we see Sossel for the first time with a dual CEO, and it's a and, black, and guy, it's a for black the, guy for the first and, time, and, and they had to go and import the one CEO, the white dude, they had to import him, but the black guy was local. Is it a BEE thing? Are they trying to get tax incentives? What is it? Because now the, the, this is pretty bad because this, the, the CEO, for instance, the, the black the black CEO had been chairperson of the board of Sasol for many years. He has done quite a lot of work. He's very qualified. He's a very smart man. He probably knows everything. Now, if you're talking about perspective, um, there's white companies, white-led companies. Where's the perspective there? Like, the, for many years, there has not been the other perspective. Now, if we're getting a different perspective from a black person, why not allow that process as well? Now, we're uneasy with that process because we're uneasy with, with change and we're thinking, let's have someone hold your hand while you do this. We're not sure. And if you want to bring in diversity, make the board diverse. Yeah. You know, that there's many execs that help you make decisions. It, it's not just based on one person but now why are you making the main you know the the number one of the company 
can't be of one particular color unless he has to be handheld. So let me let me let me let me almost put a stake in the ground here. Right. <laughs> He's um, put a spanner in the work. Now he's put a stick <laughs> in the ground. Yeah. You're probably going to bring a crane and I'll just take it all out. Because <laughs> the truth is, the truth is, right? If we're being blessed, we're all speculating. That's about that every, yeah, everything, we've, everything everybody yeah. said has been is probably he, may, he might, he might know. I'm yeah. saying like... Uh, it's questionable. Yeah, it's yeah, questionable. Of course questionable. it's questionable. The intentions are questionable. Everything is questionable, right? I'm saying the idea of yeah. having dual leadership and a mixed... Understanding, but with a common goal, is probably mm. what we need. Yeah, I, I don't think it's like I don't think the model is wrong. Yeah. Maybe the intentions of the people that in that that put the model in place, or shipping a guy from Germany. I mean, all that crap is 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 obviously showing that they've got some sort of agenda, which is not correct. But let's not let's not rip apart the idea of dual leadership. Yeah, that could be a very beneficial thing. So what I'm saying is that. Um Especially in corporate, and Shandi, you'll know this. In corporates, a lot of bad things can be done and covered with a lot of excuses, a lot of yeah. corporate ban. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just to make it seem right. But what the most important thing we're talking about here is public perception. Yeah. So what is the public saying? And in a country like South Africa, mm. with all the racial tension that we've had, I don't think it's a wise thing that the first time you have a black person there doing or leading large companies that you you know what I'm saying you yeah, bring in somebody absolutely. in terms of public perception it doesn't make sense mm. but I want to know now right from you Shandu how probable do you think that this public perception will end do you think this public perception in your lifetime will end I highly doubt it to be dead honest so the thing is, it won't end because now all of us are entering this working environment, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're working in a corporate, whatever the case is. And you see it from even the levels where you are that the racial segregation and how you get treated because of your race, mm. is, it does affect how you work and mm. it affects your trajectory and mm. whatever you're doing. Mm. So I, I personally, I don't think it was the best move from a public perception wise. Yeah, absolutely not. But... Yeah, maybe look, if you, if you say diversity is needed or diversity could be a good thing, the problem is that we don't see diversity filter down. So mm. yes, cool there. It looks nice. It looks shiny yeah, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. people, but actually what's happening at the bottom, is it really diverse? Yeah. But that just the mm. cover up. Yeah. Or well, sometimes I, I, the diversity is down here where it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Up there, there. there's nothing. That's what I was about to say. Like, yeah. I think, I think it's like an easy way to fool people, but I think, you know what, uh, you know, there's a there's something interesting that I think about, um, and I and I and I look at it from like as objectively as I possibly can, right? Because I'm very for I'm very for trans transformation. I'm very for like some sort of uh, forward progression, you know, uh, for for the people of South Africa and just generally young people. So, the one thing I've been thinking about uh, is is um, right. So we've got a we've got a history that we're all aware of, right? Yeah. Um, and within that history, there were there were massive injustices that need to be rectified today, so that we can actually see a better tomorrow. Okay. But within those within those injustices, are we able to put on glasses or goggles or something to that effect that can help us try block out what was injustice and what was completely inhumane and should never live again? Um, or should and 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 try and find what did work in that space. What did work structurally? What did work in the corporate? What did work in political in the political sphere? What did work in in uh, in the mining space? In the farming space? Uh, don't you think that you know just because not just because I'm going to say don't you think that just because eighty percent of of a period in time or ninety percent of a period in time was was completely messed up and should never happen again? There are there is. Like a a few things that if we are objective enough and and kind of and, uh, to detach ourselves emotionally, we could adapt and work with. 
Do you think that they, that, that exists? Do you think that, do you think that we have to be that objective, uh, to, to actually progress? Or do you think that you completely disregard everything that happened during those periods? Um, and you, 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 uh, you try to rewrite a new script? Look, I think to be honest, you can't really say, it's very hard to say these are things that worked and we should take those principles and try to carry them forward. Because those, in business and in, in anything, yeah, right? In business or in anything. Okay. Because really the fundamentals of what made them work is that they were able to segregate and like flush yeah. out volumes yeah. and really like tailor things for a niche group of people Absolutely. or a small group of people. Yeah. So to try take some of those principles and apply them to our current situation, the diversity we have, the volumes of people now who have access to these resources mm-hmm. that we were actually previously denied before, it's very, very hard to make it flexible. You need to have a new solution to deal with. We actually have different problems now. Yeah. Our problem is not that you're black. Okay, that still is a problem that you're black or white. But the problem is that now we need to start catering for more people. Do we have the right Jobs that cater for different skill sets And because we didn't have that in the past We sort of like just looked at a It really focused on like a top class of people The black people just worked in the mines And did very like blue collar work Mm. It just We really can't use those principles Now you have black people, colored people, Indian Mm. everywhere Mm. Doing all sorts of jobs Spanning across the whole entire labor market Different industries mm. And it's very hard to say Okay this worked then So maybe Do you, So so in your opinion It's just a, it's just a complete write-off There's it no complete there's, write-off. There's, It's a complete write-off Yeah That's interesting That's cool So um, I know we're supposed to go into an ad break now Right But um, we won't Because this conversation <laughs> is lit And the reason why it's lit Is because We're going to have two perspectives today so um, our first case obviously is Shandu Studying to complete her CA Right? Qualification yeah. Yeah. And then last night I was with Suits and Sneakers And one of the speakers there was a man by the name of Kaitlang <laughs> Hello Oh, uh, It's nice to be introduced like that <laughs> But actually maybe Okay maybe a uh, What was that sound? What's that but That Purple What's that sound? Oh, the GTI sound. I thought maybe you wanted that sound of the bank. No, actually, AMG is better. So, the reason why um, we have Kai today is because when he told his story, long story short, it's Here's a man, right, who is um, old, enough, old enough to be our older brothers, right, older siblings, uh, probably Generation X, right, who came from nothing, right, went and made a name for himself without a qualification, right? And now if we, if we, if we flip the contrast with Shandu here, right, who is starting to become a CA, right, which is an extremely qualified qualification, right? And the question is that, Shandu, you just told Vaughan now that some of the structures, they don't make sense in our day and age now. But my question is that there are struggles that Kaya went through, right, back then, and the struggles that you go through now, and my question is why are they still the same? If it's 2016 and the industry is still the same and um, it's still as hard for Shandu to make it up the corporate ladder as it did for you, um, Kaya, because when you spoke last night, literally I looked around and all the clever blacks, you could see them hitting them in the heart. They were like, yes. <laughs> they were like, yes, I go through it. Mm. So I don't know, Kai, if you want you to know, tell you us. You know what it synopsis. is? I, it, uh, really, um, I think, okay, it's synopsis. But um, I think for me, the real struggle is that um, I think every single corporate system, like education system, corporate system, is more than it's about a hundred years old. Yeah, we're still operating like we are, like in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. So the economy 
and the corporate structures are not designed to be fluid and to because I mean today a lot of people have a lot of access to information and lots of people can you imagine if you've completed your metric you are very smart you're very intelligent but then uh, the system says oh I'm sorry you can't go to university because you your don't M have money was, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, not even your scores uh, yeah. you don't have money you, don't have but money. Yeah. you have all the ability in the world and yeah. now can you imagine if I there's some corporate that decides you know what actually um, we will take you anyway and mm. we will take you in fact I always find that when I went to advertising school yes I learned a few tricks yeah. but I feel that I learned a lot more and a lot faster once I got into the system mm. and I do think that those are just some of the things that um the corporates need to start considering mm. and i mean i know that i think is it ey globally yeah, NSM, yeah, yeah. there's something interesting that they implementing with, and that for them but i don't think they said it's it's qualification but i thought i think they said it's a grades right was not a grades they said that like no it's the, i think it's the well, qualification. Yeah, so we spoke about it now. It's actually yeah. a qualification. It's qualification. And so they're dropping it in certain instances. Yeah. So for things like really technical, so like to be yeah. a CA, they'll probably still. I think. I think you. There are certain things like I think law. I think doctor. Yeah, and I think CAs, engineers. There are certain things that you really. But if it's like business management, I need to trust you to do that. That type of stuff um, that you don't really need a hardcore degree for. Sorry, um, those are something they're going away with because they're saying that there are guys who are put into the job without the piece of paper. Yeah, and it's not fair for us to sidetrack them because somebody else had the privilege to exactly. go to university because it is a privilege. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean, not everybody can get a bursary, no matter how brilliant you it are. It should be a right. Fundamental. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's interesting, man. I I come from a I come from a place as well where um I believe that there's a lot more, you know, there's a lot more to people than sort of what they've achieved academically, and I think that shines through in their in their day to day lives and the conversations you have with them uh, on a daily basis, right? So, I think like and I agree with you, Kai. I, I think that you know structures need to change. I think things need to completely revolutionize. I think we need to become uh, young people that. Find new ways of doing business and new ways of of living our lives essentially, um, and I don't think it's going to happen anytime uh, anytime soon. You know, up until we get into positions of power. But perhaps perhaps the question that I, I want to pose to you guys is, uh, you know, the struggle of every young person right now is you you kind of get born into the system. You uh, you get adapted into a structure. You you've gone through what you have to go through, uh, and now you find yourself in a position where you um, you you got to make your money and you got to make ends meet and you got to you know do something to progress. But you fight this like constant um, this this constant battle between yourself and let's just say the older generation in in positions of of power. Uh, you know that that becomes an interesting battle because I feel the older generation feel threatened to some degree mm-hmm. because of the new ideas and the, the completely out of the box thinking, specifically in the advertising world, which is also sort of the background I'm coming from. Um, you got some out of the box idea, something something crazy that sounds a little too far fetched. It sounds a little why would you do that or do people even enjoy that? And I think I think um, I think it's it 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 ends up becoming like. A, a very silent battle and you sit in the office and you sit in the boardrooms and you hear the opinions and you hear your things get shut down or you hear this get accepted and it just makes you kind of build a bit of a bitterness uh, it can make you build a bitterness so I think the, the, the struggle becomes internal then as a young person mm-hmm. how and you know how should you approach those situations how do you actually implement change when the wall is, is so thick that it doesn't want to even chip away at anything new you know you know I think that for me it's it's a like you, you, you cannot change. I mean, no matter how charismatic uh, you are, 
okay, when you go into an organization and you're going there and like have these visions, have these dreams, yeah. but you're a junior. Yeah. You know, there is not a chance in hell you'll be able to change that system. You almost, it's a, it's, 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 it's like a, a long journey. So you, yeah. you can't go in there and expect to make changes. And I think when you know that you have certain people who are influential within this particular organization mm-hmm. that you can check, that will buy into your vision, into your thinking. I think that's how things kind of mm. begin to shift. So you, mm. you start so, creating a small yes, group of like minded You start doing that. And I think for me, it's, uh, for example, like I, you know, I worked for a very big, um, company, the world's most recognized, uh, soft drinks company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like... red and white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and when I went in there, I was literally the only creative person. So everybody is like super corporate, like supermarketers, you know, yeah. incredibly yeah. smart people. Mm. And it really took a long time for me to actually get into a place where I think I could be trusted. And, yes. but then luckily the person, the marketing director, like we got along so well. That's important. And yeah. because we got along and with a great relationship, she was willing to listen to me and mm-hmm. I was really, and I was learning from it. And this is a trick as well. So when you go into an organization and think that I've got all these new things, all these new ideas, don't, th- you're not there to teach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're also there to learn from the people who've done it. Yeah. And because this, that is how you know what not to do. I think what you're talking about here is approach. Your approach is important But on what Kai is saying um, Is that as young people We come into these organizations We've got lots of ideas But we're very arrogant And we think we're there to change things But the problem is that We also need to learn How to build trust They need to build trust in us We need to To some extent Prove ourselves And that takes a bit of time And yes you may have a good idea But you first need to show That you as a person Are of substance and after that, then they'll like, cool, actually you have this idea. Maybe just maybe it's something that we can take up. But we walk in there expecting them to just listen to us because mm-hmm. we're told, yes, they'll listen, but that's not how it works. And I think it's also the fault of young people for just expecting too much too quickly. Mm-hmm. We don't manage our own expectations, but similarly in corporates or wherever we go work, they don't manage our expectations. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really something that's becoming such a big problem. And that's what's causing the tensions that we see. Because we don't communicate We don't know how to talk to each other Yeah And That's why young people are frustrated And they feel like No All the people are trying to keep their jobs And all the people are feeling like No young people just think they know everything But that's not really What, what it I, is What, what it yeah. is You know like uh, I, What you're saying I mean when I Left uh, The company I had a you know, cause I had this exit interviews, like literally every single director that wanted to know why I was leaving. Mm. And so eventually, like, then I had, you know, a, a, a meeting with the, well, they call them the president, you know, not the CEO, the president. And I said to her, um, you know, one of the big issues maybe with black talent, particularly leaving, mm. uh, organizations is because there is a lack of understanding of, because what people always say is that you've got to develop relationships with mm-hmm. the executives, right? Mm-hmm. With the senior executives. And I said, but the big difference that people don't seem to get is that as a young black person, there are certain cultural nuances that are very different. Yeah. For example, as a, as a, as a young black person, you can't just go to an older person and start striking a friendship and being cool. <laughs> hey, we're down. You don't true. do that. There is a, 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 a respect. With, 
that a distance, right? Mm. And not only that now, you also have the racial gap. Mm. So now most of the executives are white. They are much older. You are younger. And now I'm supposed to go out there and have, and, and the corporates don't try to bridge that gap at all because mm. they don't know that, that they don't have that insight. And there's, there's also the lack of will to understand that there is that gap. Mm. And this is why for me, I always said, I mean, I, I was like, actually, I think that some, you should, you need to have younger people as part of the, exec- of the, of the executive. Yeah. Because when you have s- younger people as part of the executive, you will understand nuances and gaps that you are missing within the company. So you won't be confused. And then, like, why, wh- why are all the young people leaving? Because you have someone who's young in there who exactly. understands hmm. the needs, you know, the, the connection between the young uh, younger f- uh, workforce and the executives. It yeah. takes a special. It takes a special um, type of sort of older leader to allow that to happen. Yeah. I think. I think um, it's a very progressive mind, uh, and I think progressive minds is what we kind of lack in the corporate and educational space in general, even the political space. To be honest, at the moment. So I think. Um, I think. I think your point is extremely valid, and I think young leaders will definitely bring change a lot quicker and and restructure organisations. Right. The only the only thing that I'm uh, that I'm thinking about right now is that what you know, as young people, we'd probably do that. We'd get the nuances, we'd get those, and we could bridge those. So specifically in a social sense, like and just an yeah. interpersonal sense, we'd be able to bridge those gaps and get the best out of people. But what do you think would be the the challenges for a young executive and what wouldn't we be, we be prepared for? Because we talk about a journey, as you referred to earlier. You know, when do you think that that journey comes to the point where you can become a young executive? Because if we talk in a journey and we talk in how things have been running for the last couple hundred years, as we as we mentioned, it usually ends up in your forties or your fifties, and then you're not really young anymore, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so how do you how do we ensure that that journey becomes something that does end up at a pinnacle of uh, and you're a young person still when you hit the t- the, t- the top of that journey? And how do you still be in your thirties or your late twenties? Is it is it a possible? Is it is it practical? Does is it something that 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 can happen? You know, I I, it is so. absolutely possible. It's, possible. it's just that they always think that you need to walk a certain path in order mm-hmm. to get. But what the big danger I think in that is to box you and box your thinking. Yeah. Yeah. By the time you get to that point, mm. so you have certain preconceived notions and ideas. Yeah. But when you if you are fast tracked into that, and this is the thing, you will always be ready because you have to be ready. Yeah. Because you ha- you are given this responsibility. I and, agree with that. And you will be ready for it because the time is here. And on that point, I think the problem is that people think you need to be in one space for long for you to really understand what's going on. Yeah. That's not really what needs to happen. Learning is a continuous process. Even people at the top are still learning. So they like to use this like, notion that we don't know enough to be there. Which is not really true. When you're there, you're still learning and they also don't know everything. It's just part of a journey and they need to stop making us specialize in one thing before we can upgrade to the next mm. thing. That's not how it works. So mm. Shanda, I want to ask a question, right? Me personally being in corporate, um, to both of you, are older or more established African executives and companies doing enough to look after the younger guys coming into the organization? Because I've never had a mentor. I've never had anyone to really navigate through the corporate realm. And simply because once the guys of this of, of corporate get up there, right, it's all about what do I do for my career moving forward. 
And you see it with the other guys that they, they do look after the, the, the Bradleys and the Vaughns, um, below to develop them properly. But you find, but you find that, you know, with, with our culture, and somebody said it, they were like, you know, Ubuntu only exists when we're all at the bottom. When people get to the top and all of a sudden it doesn't exist anymore. So Shandu, how do you, how do you feel about it? And then I want Kaya to rebuttal. Um, I, I'm a bit 50-50 on that because my own experience, I was fortunate enough to find someone or to just bump into someone who wants to look after me and my career and actually help me progress in this journey. And it happens to be a white man, but you know, I was really fortunate, but I have not seen it happen for other women that I've worked with in the bank. However, there are a few female execs in Standard Bank. And in other corporates such as, you know, Whiphold and ones that are really led by women who actually are very vocal and open about promoting black people, about promoting women. And yes, they're doing their part, but we must also as individuals step up to the plate, also start to challenge these things that they're saying we need because they're talking from their executive positions and we're seeing something else. And I think... A lot of the time you find a lot of us at the bottom, we hear these things and we just expect them to come to us, but we're not chasing them the way we should. There are actually avenues. Yes, they're not so easy to find at times, but if you look for them, they will be there in certain corporates. Mm. I'm not saying all of them, but they're very unique corporates where you're finding those opportunities. Mm. And, and I was lucky to land there. Um, I, you know, I, I think it's a very good point. For me, when I used to work for that, because... I've been with this new company I'm with now for a few months. Yeah. What, are, what are they like? A green and green, white, green and white, like alcoholic drink, star so, yeah, alcoholic, so. <laughs> <laughs> alcoholic beverage. I got you. They sponsor some huge soccer thing that oh, happens okay. in Europe. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Less about them, more about you. Okay, so, um, so what what I really found for me was like I've only had one mentor, yeah, and this was uh, two years ago for a year. Mm. And it was a woman so, so I was like Actually I really respect her And I really want to learn from her Yeah And I, it was the funniest thing I went to her office And I was like Can I talk to you And then I told her That you know I'd like you to mentor me I feel like I can learn from you Yeah She was like Oh my goodness Thank goodness I thought you were resigning <laughs> so, so and And I actually picked up so much In that yeah. period And And I think it's also important For one to Actively go and seek certain mm. executives that they mm. feel they can learn from as opposed to like, okay, let me just wait. And, mm. and I'll tell you another story. So like, uh, as very senior VP, he, you know, global, like literally this guy, everybody worshiped him. Yeah. And when he spoke at Cannes uh, every year, literally when he spoke, he would get a standing ovation before he even started speaking. Yeah. And then so this guy, uh, I met him at Atlanta, the head corporate head office, and he showed me this video, uh, a new marketing system that he was working on. And then he leaves the office, and then he wants my feedback. And I'm like, oh my goodness, no, this guy, he's like, he's like the god here. How yeah. can he ask my opinion? So yeah. there, I'm taking down notes, and I'm watching this thing. And then I give him feedback, and then he says to me, uh, okay, um, how do you feel if you know I were to become your coach? Um, you know, and while you in South Africa just mail me when you have thoughts and ideas, and I mm -hmm. didn't take that out because it's like 
I am too low down the food chain mm. for him to actually mean what he's saying. Maybe he's just saying it. Mm. And then months later, he's like, okay, and he sends me an email. I'm like, oh my, he actually meant it. And I think sometimes we, we, we look at how far down the ladder we are mm. and we think we don't deserve certain kinds of attention. Mm. And it's that tension that we have to, we have to fight for as mm. well. It's like, I think we just have to be quite hungry for information and learning and also to, um, teach the older people things that they might not know as well. Yeah. I guess it's our responsibility down here to reach it. Yeah. it yeah. And it's less of the person up there's responsibility to, Absolutely. to, you know, because you're the one that's down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Look, I mean, we got about three or four minutes to go. Um, Kaya, for those of us who don't know, I mean, um, we, we've had a chat yeah. with the lovely lady. Mm-hmm. We kind of know, you know, the soil that she comes from. Mm-hmm. Where, um, tell us about the soil that your roots were formed in. Uh, just tell us about, you know, we, uh, earlier before you came in, I called you the Mike Ross of your, of your space. <laughs> that is so funny. Because you kind of, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of similarities there. Now just, just, uh, just, uh, in a really quick super sports blitz type yeah. of highlights, just tell us a bit about that. Okay. Um, uh, born in the Transkai in a village, um, looking after cows, the typical kind of st- uh, story. Uh, I then, uh, I went to study advertising at the AAA, had to mm-hmm. drop out because the usual story, parents having no money, where well, yeah. my mother's actually she had to sell her cows yeah. and they ran out, <laughs> you know. Um, when they ran out, that means my education runs out. It's weird, hey, yeah. that the system works like that. And then I found a way to get myself in advertising by, and, and cause my talk yesterday was that you've actually got to show that you first show you can, do the thing mm. and then you have to ask because a lot of the time we, we feel that I am I'm so passionate about radio but can you actually do it oh, so you've got to show people that can so what you, I wrote a CV that actually the CV itself showed that I was creative mm. that I could write and I could be funny and I did that in that CV in fact when I got the phone call for the interview the lady at the end, she was just laughing and laughing. And she says, please come for an interview tomorrow. Wow. And I was working as a waiter at the time. So, and, and it's a philosophy that I actually believe in so much that you have to do the thing first and then go ask for help. I agree mm. with that. I think it's, I think it's very important. I think as young people, I think as young people, we can take a lot from that. You know, I think we expect a lot and we expect a lot of ourselves, but we don't always test ourselves. So I think putting ourselves out there and testing the things that you're interested in, you're more than likely going to land up in a place where you're doing what you love. You know, I think it's very important for, for us to take that. What, uh, you know, what Kai has just said, all of us, man, we can apply it to our lives in, in all different ways, in relationships, in the professional world, you know, show that you can do it. And then once you know you can, and once you've shown you can, then ask for help. You know, thank you guys for, for joining us, Kai. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate Appreciate you guys tuning and listening to the to the show every single Thursday. You know how we do. Shortest hour of the yeah. week. So shortest hour of the time. week. Unplugged <laughs> and in charge. You know we're always holding it down with the most interesting guests and the most lit conversations. But talking about somebody that uh, also made something of themselves uh, over the last. Um, yeah, also he's. I think he just bought himself another Bentley. Really? Yeah, he's bought oh like goodness. two Bentleys in six months. But uh, you mm. know, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's there's done any so much he could. Mabala, in mabala, SA, mabala. He might just move <laughs> out to LA. And- <laughs> <laughs>